Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast. Today is day two of our Fit Free Soul Lifestyle Series. And in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about your sobriety toolkit, how you can maintain a sober lifestyle. So if you listened to yesterday's episode, you know that we started with making a decision. And whether you decided to quit already or you're not quite ready, you can still utilize these tools to start building your sober lifestyle and crowd alcohol out of it. And of course, to maintain sobriety. Hey friend, welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. All right, before we get started, we are gonna start with a review of the week. This review is from Fia Lee 27 which I know is my friend from the podcast group that I'm in. Um, her name's Felicia. And she actually just started a podcast herself called Sobriety Checkpoint. So go search for her on you know your podcasting platform. If you're looking for another sobriety podcast, she is a psychotherapist. And so she's going to be you know, talking from, um, you know, her perspective, I believe she's going to be talking about like inner child work. So all kinds of cool stuff. If you're into that, she's a sober mom. Um, I believe she's been sober for like a decade. I could be making that up, but you'll find out if you go listen to her podcast. (laughs) Anyways, Felicia says authentic and relatable. Victoria is so authentic and relatable. Addiction slash sobriety isn't an easy topic to talk about. And she does it with such grace and is so real. If you are looking for a podcast about sobriety, look no further. Tune in. She is so encouraging. Thank you so much, Felicia. I cannot wait to get you on the podcast. All right. So when I was beginning my sobriety journey, I kept asking myself, what does a sober lifestyle even look like? I'm pretty sure Google didn't have the answer And I slowly had to figure it out for myself. Maybe you're like, I was, I didn't drink as much as I did in my early 20s, which is five days a week. Um, After starting my relationship with God, I drank less often. But still when I did, I would struggle to limit myself to two. And then I would always end up binge drinking. And as much as I tried to manage it, I couldn't. And then with weed, I feel like that was actually harder because I wanted to stop But then I would also try to limit it. And when I was trying to limit it, I would constantly think about when I could do it again or how early was too early. 
it was just unhealthy. And ultimately, the Holy Spirit convinced me to quit that too. And I just love that about the Holy Spirit. I heard this the other day, just that the, some people have a hard time with the word um, about the, the word convict, like the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit convicts us. Um, but another way, another definition of convict is to convince. So Holy Spirit convinces us that to make a decision that's better for us. So I'm thankful <laughs> that the Holy Spirit convinced me to let go of both alcohol and weed because those were both holding me back. Um, so again, maybe you're like me, you had the desire to quit, but no one around you was feeling convicted. Your environment, if you're honest, isn't supportive of your sobriety. So not only are you battling your own flesh, you're battling a world that constantly promotes alcohol and weed. And you're thinking, how am I supposed to maintain a sober lifestyle? Well, that's what we're talking about today. So I have five categories for your toolkit um, that I want to start with. Um, so the first category or the first tool, if you will, is your support team. So I heard someone say this the other day, having a support team is like, if you imagine like a diamond ring, like you're the diamond and you have several, there's several prongs holding you in place. Um, and so those prongs are like your support team. They're supporting you in your sobriety because again, often we don't have the support from our loved ones um, because maybe they are addicted as well, or they are, you know, more addicted and I don't, I don't know how you want to word that, but they're still, you know, living life their way. They're still living life the world's way. And you're trying to, you know, follow God's lead and, you know, let go of alcohol. But again, your environment isn't supporting that. So you need a support team. And this is going to look like a lot of different things. Um, so I'll, I'm just going to share a few areas, you know, that we need support in. So We'll start with our head because that's on top. <laughs> um, so, you know, for mental health, you know, we may need like a therapist or a biblical counselor. Um, you know, you could you could find that through your church or, um, you know, there's so many ways to find therapists. Uh, if you're trying to go through insurance, I'm sure on your insurance website, you can find a therapist through there. I will say about therapists, it's a lot like dating. So... If you've tried therapy before and you didn't like your therapist um, or y'all didn't click, keep looking um, because you do have to find the right one for you. It's again, it's like dating. They are can they can be definitely be very helpful, um, but you have to find the right one. So, yeah, mental health. You know, like a therapist to help you is one part of your support team. Um, and I'm just going to go down to like my body, you know, I have um, a wellness coach and, you know, you could, that could be for you again, a wellness coach that could be um, a personal trainer that could be, you know, that could be just a, a class you go through, go to, and you have like a coach that, you know, you work with at that class that, you know, you form a relationship with, um, it could be all, all sorts of things, but, you know, having someone supporting your health journey is helpful um, because, you know, 
part of sobriety is taking good care of ourselves um, because sometimes we neglect ourselves and part of being sober and living a sober lifestyle is like living a healthy lifestyle. So having coaches in that area is definitely helpful. Um, this could be, you know, friends as your support team. You know, I, for a while I was having, I had a friend who I'd reach out to whenever I was feeling tempted. Um, and so that friend would support me. Eventually I ended up hiring a sobriety slash life coach and, you know, I still have her helping me. And then you may have, you know, another mentor, maybe it's a spiritual mentor. Um, maybe you're a part of a, you know, a community group and that group um, of community at your church, um, their, their support, they're a part of your support team. Um, I have, I've mentioned this, I have several coaches. So I have like a wellness coach. I have a sobriety coach. Um, and now I'm working with a codependency coach because that is kind of where I realized like um, some of my issues with alcohol and with uh, marijuana stem from is from codependency. So I'm working with a coach on that. So there's so many different people that are helping me grow and supporting me in my sobriety. And so again, that's the first category is building a support team around you. And somehow I, I forgot to mention, obviously this could be if you are a part of like AA or celebrate recovery, you know, like a, a program that you are working for me, that is my codependency program that I'm working actively. Um, so that might be, um, something you're working through too. There can be all sorts of programs. There's, you know, obviously there's the traditional like 12 step programs. You can, I've mentioned before, like a sobriety or recovery coach specifically, um, you know, I actually wanted to share this verse from Proverbs. It's Proverbs 15, 22. It says, plans fail for a lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Um, so it just, you know, for me, it's just confirmation that having many counselors, many um, people on your team is going to bring success in your sobriety journey. All right. So let's move to number two. Number two is like wellness practices. So again, you know, part of living a sober lifestyle is living a healthy lifestyle. Um, so, you know, wellness practices could be all sorts of things. Um, for example, a wellness practice could be just drinking water every morning. It could be, um, going for walks. Um, it, it could be, you know, following a workout regimen, um, something that's holding you accountable to, you know, build your lifestyle up and give you something to focus on. Um, besides like just avoiding alcohol, you want to be building up your lifestyle outside of drinking, you know, outside of thinking about that kind of thing. You want to be working towards, you know, improving your health. Um, because, you know, like alcohol, like destroys things in our body. It's actually, you know, a toxin. I'm sure you know that, but <laughs> it's a toxin. And one of the things that, um, attacks is like our nervous system, which is why, you know, like it's really hard to, uh, regulate our emotions without a substance because it's kind of, you know, um, damaged our nervous system. And so the, you know, these wellness practices, 
it's basically like restoring our body to its original health and our original strength um, and healing, you know, like our bodies are incredible and they're really great at healing themselves. So um, just these wellness practices would like support you. So I'll just keep it really simple. Like, you know, say a wellness practice could be like every day you're going for a walk. It could be again, like an exercise program that you're following, um, something that's fun for you. Maybe like you pick up boxing. That's something I did in the beginning of my sobriety journey was boxing. So whatever interests you, whatever type of movement calls to you, just go after it and, you know, start moving your body. You'll, you'll, you'll learn new things about yourself. You'll feel empowered. Um, I love that. I, I <laughs> I'm like on a tangent, but one of the ways that I feel empowered is when I go lift weights. And I, I think about that. It's like, how can I go, like, how can I get strong? If I'm feeling weak, how do I get strong? Well, I go lift weights because that's going to get me strong. Um, and that strength, it overflows into all other areas of your life, you know, into like confidence in yourself and that type of thing. So wellness practices are super important. Think movement, nutrition, um, sleep, um, that sort of thing. And then I'm going to move over into spiritual practice. That's our third part of our toolkit is having a spiritual practice. Um, that's something that's really important to keep us anchored um, and connected to God. Like we need to have a time or a practice that helps us connect with God every day. That's a huge part of any recovery program, um, whether it's AA or whatever, like there's some sort of spiritual aspect to it um, because, you know, for example, in AA, the, you know, that one of the first steps is acknowledging that we um, are powerless to um, alcohol and that, you know, we start to believe that a higher power can help us. Um, and so connecting with our higher power or Jesus or God, Holy Spirit, all those things every day is super important. So you know, this could be different things. This could be reading scripture. This could be prayer. Um, probably both. Um, I have several episodes about like my morning routine and what that includes. So that's my spiritual practice is a daily morning routine. And if I don't do it in the morning, I have like a, a shortened version of my spiritual practice. So I basically just look at the Bible app and I do their guided um, reading and I do their guided prayer if I'm not able to do my morning routine, I do something that gets me connected, even if it is just prayer. But especially in the beginning of my sobriety journey, it was really important to me, important for me to get connected. And as I'm even just now, as I'm realizing more about myself, I'm realizing how important it is for me to have that time with God, um, not just to like check a box, but because it gives me um, what I need as an individual, as Victoria, Victoria needs deep connection with herself and with God. So that is a pillar of my sobriety lifestyle. Um, so moving on to pillar number four, it is coping skills. You know, this needs to be a part of your toolkit as well, having coping skills. So when that trigger happens or when, you know, overwhelm or whatever it is that causes you to want to drink or want to smoke or whatever vice it is, you need to have coping skills to help you overcome that. And so this can be a lot of different things. 
Um, for me, it's deep breathing. That's one of my biggest coping skills is breathing. Um, and then journaling and, um, going for walks, prayer. Those are a few of the skills that I have that are, that are my coping skills. Um, movement is part of that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a part of your toolkit that you need to work on is like developing some coping skills. You can go on Google and, you know, search some different coping skills and see which ones, you know, resonate with you and then try to do them, you know, try to incorporate them whenever you're feeling triggered or even just before you feel triggered so that you know what it's like to use that skill. Um, so again, I'll share with, I'll share one with you right now and I'll share the rescue breath. Um, so this one is great for if you're feeling triggered or if you're feeling stressed or you just need a quick timeout. Um, and so <clears throat> basically it's two sharp inhales through the nose and an audible exhale through the mouth. Um, if you do this, like, you know, even just three times, you're going to feel a difference when you open your eyes, but I'd recommend trying to do it like nine times. Um, and just see how you feel after. So that way, whenever you do it again in a stressful situation, you will, um, remember how that helped you. So the rescue breath is two sharp inhales through the nose with your mouth closed and then exhaling audibly through your mouth. So it's like, so I just did three of them. You could do more. And if you do it with your eyes closed, I think you'll, it's, it's going to feel more relaxing. So that is a coping skill that you can add to your tool belt right now. Very easy, low barrier to entry, which is great. <laughs> um, and so then our last pillar is cultivating a greater purpose and vision for your life. And this we're actually going to talk about on tomorrow's episode. So let me go back through these tools again. So the first one is creating a support team. The second one is having some wellness practices that you do every day. Um, number three is having a spiritual practice. Number four is coping skills. Number five is cultivating a greater purpose and vision for your life. And again, I, I quickly want to just touch on these again. So number one, having a support team that could be therapists, coaches, peers, mentors, wellness practices. This could be a daily walk, making sure you have um, a nutrient dense smoothie every day. Um, it could be making sure that you get to bed on time every day so you get a full night of rest. And so the le next day you won't feel so stressed. Um, and then number three is your spiritual practice. So this could be a morning quiet time where you read your Bible, you journal, you pray. Um, number four is having coping skills. And I shared one with you, which was the rescue breath. And then number five, again, cultivating a greater purpose slash vision for your life. Um, and we will, again, go into detail on that tomorrow. And so today, your homework 
is to answer these five questions. And I'd love for you to share your answers in the Facebook group. Um, so this is just to help you take what I'm teaching you today and actually put it into practice. Um, so again, number one, who can you ask for help? So this is again, your support team, building your support team. Number one, who can you ask for help? Maybe it's a friend that you know is not going to let you, um, who is not going to enable you and you ask them if you can reach out to them when you're feeling triggered and for support, you know? Um, so, so maybe you have that friend. Um, so again, who can you ask for help? Number two, what is one habit you can start today? So maybe, you know, you haven't been taking the best care of yourself. And so you have one thing that you want to focus on starting today and you commit to that one habit for two weeks. Number three, how can you incorporate your faith into your daily life? So maybe you're not getting a quiet time in every day. Um, maybe it's maybe you used to be good at getting a quiet time in every day, but now it's kind of like here and there. Um, I want you to think about how can you incorporate your faith into your daily life? What's one thing that you can do Um to start spending more time with God, to connect with God every day. And then number four, what is a coping skill that you will try next time you're experiencing a big emotion or a trigger? And number five, what is one goal that you want to focus on achieving over the next month? So this is, again, going with your you know vision for your life. What is one goal that you want to focus on achieving over the next month? Um, if we don't know where we're going, we are just kind of running aimlessly. So it's really important to kind of have an intention, an intention set for our life and what we are working to achieve. Um, so again, share your answers in the Facebook group. And last but not least, these are all things we will work on together. If you choose to join me in one of my programs, I want to invite you to apply at the link in the comments below. My goal for this program is to equip you to not only maintain a healthy, sober lifestyle, but also, also to cultivate the other areas of your life that you want to grow in. So again, the link is in the show notes. You can read all about the programs that I am offering right now, and you can apply again. Um, I The spots are going to be limited, and I am offering a introductory introductory <laughs> discount for the first um, people who apply with before May 14th. So go ahead and, you know, again, get down into the show notes. And I just want to invite you to apply if this sounds like something that you need in your life. All right. I will catch you in tomorrow's episode, day three, creating a vision for your life. All right. I'll see you then.